Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B Tech Smith and Steve Mex, you are now entering the Mega Cards, the Mega Cards. Still not positive I hit our intro on time. We could try it again. No, no, no. We, we've been down that road. Eventually, I'll get it. We've been down that road before. <laughs> What's going on, Ted? Good to see you, man. What's up, Steve? I feel like we haven't... I miss you, man. I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, we missed a week last week. We did. I, I was just... I can't remember what was going on, but I was like meeting after meeting after meeting, and I was like, I, I just don't have it in me, man. Yeah. I, I don't even know when we'd be able to make it happen. It's just... Let's just call it, cut, cut our losses right here. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you know, we're, I wouldn't say we're perfectionist, right? but we're a bit perfectionist when it comes to podcasts. We don't want to put out crap. Right, we didn't want to just turn on the microphones and start talking. No, we, we, we would never do that. Never. Not in our shows, no. not on a podcast. We have a plan. Everything is orchestrated. We rehearse this. Yeah, especially, I mean, you know, if you listen to uh, to the podcast, you yeah. know, I, preparation. It's my middle name. Right. I mean, people always say that. That Ted Smith. Yeah, that guy loves prep work. Right. Everyone's like, he is the Russell Wilson of radio. Not this year's Russell Wilson, of course. No, no, no. Well, a bit like this year's Russell Wilson. I've been in a bit of a drought. <laughs> Sexually? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's choosing to. to. what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what other drought would I bring up? Do you think he's... I think he was being honest when he said what he said. I mean, maybe I'm just a Russell Wilson uh, supporter in that sense, but I don't know. Like, at what point... Like, let's just say he decides, okay, you know what? Let's just have sex. You know, and now is the time. We're in Mexico, and we're in a romantic town. We're in the, we're at the house that is just has mirrors everywhere. Let's get it on. I mean, it's it's a weird thing because do you then make a public announcement and say, "Hey, just to let everybody know, Ciara and I are having sex." Now, I probably I think you probably just sit back and laugh at it and go, "Oh, we're having sex." They don't know, right? I don't. You know, it was a stupid comment from. I mean, that's I'm not, the thing. Yeah. Winning cures all, right? Yeah. So with Russell Wilson. For my taste, it's been a little overbearing for a while. But the Seahawks were winning. They were getting better. Right. Then they won a Super Bowl. Yep. So there was no there was no real backlash. Right. Then And even losing the Super Bowl, you're like, eh. Hey, you but losing that Super Bowl was the first kind of chink in the armor. Yeah. Now you're kind of going, ah, they lost, they blew a fourth quarter lead. What the hell's our quarterback doing? You know, like that was the first time you really heard grumblings of like we don't care about your sex life. Like right now, people are questioning why were you in Mexico for? I mean, and I I hate to be that guy because I always cringe when people are like, oh, maybe if you just have sex with Ciara, get rid of Ciara. I don't want to be that guy. No, I agree one hundred percent. Like I, I, it makes me. I don't even want to have conversations with people when they go down that road. But there is something to be said about you have a huge game coming up. And the week before that prep, the separations in the preparation guy, the week before <laughs> you're separating and preparating, you're in Mexico. It, 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 Doing glamour shots. Right. Staying at Joe Francis's house. Is that where they stayed? Yeah, that was a, that, that, that house, I guess, is like Joe Francis's compound. He wasn't there. I mean, maybe but was. still, right. you don't have sex with your girlfriend as you're so religious that you stay at the Girls Gone Wild house? It makes you wonder. Oh man, I didn't even know that. Yeah, dude, it's and and you're a hundred percent right. Like, think about last season's team and the season before. Nothing really has changed with how he plays. Yeah, he's had a couple more clutch plays last year and the year before, but for the most part, the defense held its own and won those games for them all last year and all the year before. Right. So everybody was willing to kind of have a blind eye to the fact that there's some issues with the way he plays this year. They're not winning. Like you said, all of a sudden those issues are coming to the forefront. Yeah, and fans, everybody's just going to be more apt to like be like, wait a minute, maybe he shouldn't be doing this, maybe he shouldn't be doing that. You know who made me realize, wow, you know what? I think everybody, uh, there is a turn happening. Is my wife, because Sid, you know, loves Russell Wilson. Sure. You know, a she's a religious person. Russell is a religious person as well. I think she's in, he has endeared himself to her for that reason, and he's. Just comes off as an all-around good guy. I don't have any issues with him, and I'm not questioning who he is as a person or his morals or his character. But she was, even she was like, yeah, I'm getting a little sick of when they lose him still being super optimistic in the press conferences. Plus, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say, I probably wouldn't have this conversation with your wife. But at the end of the day, like. Now I'm curious. What kind of conversation God, would that be? Right. Like, God, if you believe in God, 
he he or she does not care about football at all. There is some horrible, horrible people who are still very productive NFL players. <laughs> Greg Hardy. Yeah, exactly. Like Greg Hardy is a terrible person, an evil human being. But the guy can play football. That is the so like with Russell Wilson. Like, sorry, all this Christian God stuff does nothing for your performance on the field. Right. At no point is God going. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna hook up this guy. He's not banging his girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I played, Here's a Super Bowl ring for you. Right. I went to a Catholic high school. You better, you bet your ass we prayed before all the games and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But we played a bunch of other Catholic high schools, too. It's like, was God like taking sides? Why did God like that Catholic high school more than us? Yeah. I thought the math that was cool in God's eyes. Yeah, Come on, God. You don't like Gonzaga win? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, like, right. So now it is kind of annoying. Like, oh, this is this and that. Blah, right, blah, perfect blah. example. Tim Tebow would be an all-star football player if that was the case. Yeah, exactly. Right. God turned his back on Tebow. Right. And Tebow's the same way, right? When he is, what was that, his rookie year in, in Denver? Yeah. When he ripped off all those wins and, They went you know, to the playoffs. Right. The grace of God is pulling us off, right? I don't need the playbook. I'm right. just like, I, I just got the Bible. I, right. <laughs> I, don't, I go out on the field. I don't got my playbook. I have a Bible in my hand. Right? And like, even then, people like me were going, dude, come on, relax. I'll and then once, once they started losing and he, we realized that like a great college quarterback not that great in the pros it's like right god doesn't care dude although i gotta say i would be a bigger fan of tim tebow if he just started walking out on the field with a bible in his hand because that would just be like next level like imagine if tebow went complete opposite and he goes evil tebow it's like like all of a sudden he became darth vader yeah like starts wearing like i don't know like demonic eye paint or something basically just turns into hardy without beating women He paints a pentagram on his face with the the black eye line thing. Yeah, or he has like a black cross going down his oh, nose. Oh, Yeah. Looks like the guy from, uh, what's that band that we just, a ghost. And he starts playing well. Just dominates. <laughs> dominates. Throwing dimes. Right? All that would the- throw everybody off. Everybody that prays in that league has got to be like, damn, oh. man, Evil Tebow's on fire. <laughs> Evil Tebow. <laughs> Press conference. Just want to thank Satan, Lucifer. You got me through this. Beelzebub, what's up? Yeah, and I mean, he just turns mean, too. Yeah. They ask questions. Oh, on that play? Uh, why don't you go F yourself? Right. I'm Tim yeah. Tebow. Suck my D. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and then just kicks the podium over. Right. While Evil he's, Tebow! <laughs> he's just swinging Jack Daniels. Shouted the devil gets played when he comes out through the tunnel <laughs> and fires out there. Like, they just make it totally over the top. Uh, Mr. Tebow, are you planning any more missions? Yeah, missionary on your wife, <laughs> Evil Tebow. <laughs> I mean, that would be crazy. His number is 666. Right? I don't care if that's a quarterback's number. I do what I want. I'm Evil Tebow. I'm evil Tebow, man. <laughs> At the coin flip, he just punches Russell Wilson in the face. Yeah, right. Or just like, just says evil stuff to him. Like he plays it down in defense and it's like, why? It's like, I wanted to sack Wilson. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to make love to Ciara in Mexico at Joe Francis's house. And I'm going to have Joe Francis film it. That's right. I am Satan. (laughs) Here's another thing about Tebow. If that dude had just played another position, he'd still be in the NFL, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have easily been like a fullback or a tight end or something along those lines. Yeah, his all-out kind of refusal to go play another spot is kind of like, all right, I'm not going to, like, that's why, like, I always liked Tebow in college. Mm-hmm. And look, I always kind of wanted him to win, you know, yeah. super Christian or not. But when it gets to the league and he just he just kind of refuses to learn another position, it's like, all right. Like, I mean, and the, and the NFL is full of those people. You look at a guy like B.J. Daniels, who's just grinding every week. You don't know if he's going to stay on the team. You know, one minute he's on the Hawks, next minute he's he's waved, next minute he's back on the practice squad, next thing you know he's bumped up to the roster. And what is he? I mean, he came into the league as a quarterback, and he's done now kickoff returns. He's done wide receiver. He'll do whatever it takes to stay in the league. Yeah, I mean, look at the career Anton Randall had. You're that right. guy was a college quarterback. Yeah. It is nuts when you see that, like guys that like, even like uh, like a guy like Richard Sherman, who, you know, a couple of years in college was a wide receiver. And they're like, you know what? You're a cornerback now. And he excels at it and becomes a dominant force, except for this year. Or what about the uh, uh, the quarterback guy at Ohio State? Not JT Barrett, because he's still the quarterback. Uh, they had like three of them. But the one guy, anyhow, this year, they were like, you're not going to start. So now he's like the dominant wide receiver on the team. This is nuts. Yeah. 
Why so, I mean, not? it can be done. The talent is there. I think if you're just athletically gifted, you can just do well probably at any position. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, obviously, part, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's not like you're going to play offensive line, but I'm Russell Wilson. <laughs> I don't care. Start blocking. Start blocking, dude. I'm evil Tebow. You better block for me, bitch. <laughs> it's funny. We're talking about all this, and I, I don't know if you saw it in the news, but the, the big story, not the big story, but a story that I thought was kind of interesting, makes you raise your eyebrow, Marshawn Lynch's agent. Uh, yeah. Go, what is he thinking? I mean, it's interesting because, you know, I guess Marshawn and his agent, uh, is it Doug Henderson? <sighs> yeah. Doug Hendrickson. 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 WMBC. <laughs> um, he puts out a tweet and then immediately deletes it, but it says any any he at Russell Wilson's. Like, so he right. goes at Dangerous Wilson and says, quote, pull your head out of your dot dot dot. I'm assuming ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't mean helmet. Right. Didn't mean Ciara. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, that one is so weird. Mm-hmm. It's number one, you're an agent in the league. So that seems right. a little unprofessional. And number, he's, he's done that before with yeah. with a tweet. I can't remember what it was, but he tweeted something where I was like, dude, what are you thinking? And then my question is, how many guys does he represent? Or is it just like somebody uh, Marshawn knows? Yeah. And trusts. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting now when we're talking about this, and I think about Marshawn's mom. Remember, she was going off on Bevel. Yeah. And I think it was Hendrickson also went off on Bevel as well. It's it's weird. You know, like like you said, when winning, you don't you don't care about these stories. Sure is all, dude. It does, man. Because yeah. now that they're losing and they're four and five and there's very, I mean, I think they said 2% chance that I'm winning the division. And it's a very, it's going to be an uphill battle just to get in on, as a wild card. Dude, you know, think about your radio career, right? You've yes. worked with a bunch of different people. Yes, I have. Now, to whatever station, whatever people these were, think about the antics they were getting up to, right? Mm-hmm. And everything was fine. But when, when those ratings dip, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a harsh reality. All of a sudden, you're a problem. When yeah. your ratings are through the roof, I mean, it's short of sleeping with the boss's daughter. Yeah, and, and you well, know they're not evil Tebow. Right, evil Tebow could do that. He would. As long as he's throwing those dimes in the end zone. Yeah. He could bang whatever dime he wants. Yeah, but I mean, right? The winning cures all, man. In every sports league, every every office you work in, as long as things are going well, people overlook stuff. And dude, I could see this just if this continues. I think then you're going to see where it's going to come out. Probably people not happy with like Pete Carroll. People not happy. Obviously, Bevel's going to be an ongoing issue. I'm waiting for the day that all of a sudden people's attention focuses on a guy like Tom Cable. I mean. And I know, hey, look, you don't want to piss him off because he might punch you in the face. But, I mean, we got to address that situation. Who, whoever, right, whoever is making the decision on not to draft offensive linemen right. has to be held accountable. Because I mean, you can't, everybody can't be a reclamation project. And you can't turn everybody into an offensive lineman. Right. Not everything has to be a fun story. I mean, well, we just saw it now with Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews was like the fun story of the team. We got him from Foot Locker. You know, I mean, he was working there. We brought him back. He almost was the Super Bowl MVP. And then he did diddly squat this season, and you know, and you damn well know they were trying to make plays work for the guy, and he couldn't. He sucked, and they finally gave up on the guy. I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm, I know I like it, Ted Sports Steve. Yeah, dude, I get so pissed about it. And you're right. It's like <laughs> thanks for, Seattle, yeah, thanks Seahawks. You're turning miserable Migs back in. You're right. Get your head out of your ass, man. We didn't even do any push-ups, Steve. Oh. <laughs> Serious. I was sitting here and I was like, do I bring it up? No. We haven't even done a TED Talk. No. We haven't done anything, Well, man. you know what? We'll, we'll restart this next segment. All right. When we come back, we're starting the megacast all over again. I'm not sure our brains are even functioning. You know what? They clearly weren't. You're right. I was, I'm sorry, people. That was frustration <laughs> getting the better of me. Oh. I apologize. It was, T- it was Evil Tebow, man. He's on my shoulder. You know, Russell, if you would just have sex with your girlfriend, everybody in this town could relax. You're right. All right. Let's take a break, <laughs> Ted. When we get back. We'll start things over, and we'll be fresh and clean. I'm going to f*** around and order more of Ted and Steve. Ha ha, see what I did there. The mega cast will be back. We do this almost every night, could never quit. Yeah. I just did some molly for the hell of it. I'm hyphy and I'm drunk, I'm doing hell of it. 
After I drain my pockets, I replenish it. Oh, go around and know them more money. Yeah. Oh, go around and know them more. Oh, baby, we gon' know them more money. Oh, go around and know them more. Let's go. You know. Why can't dating apps tell the truth? You didn't swipe right to make new friends or to see who was going to the concert tonight. You want to roll the dice and batter dip the old corn dog with someone you never met before. And that's why we've created Stranger, the honest dating app filled with perfect strangers. Meet Sean. He's 33, still lives at home, and has a van with no windows. His Tinder profile says he's into football and works for a flooring company. His stranger profile includes security camera video of Sean struggling to put a rolled up carpet into a dumpster at 3 a.m. Kimberly's Match.com profile describes her as a single mom who loves new experiences. According to her stranger profile, those experiences include firing ping pong balls out of her baby cannon for tips at rap video shoots. But what did you expect? You're online meeting strangers on an app called Stranger, the honest dating app filled with perfect strangers. Find it in the App Store. But don't be surprised if you download a virus because the app was put there by a stranger. You are going to need a lot of booze to drink me away. The Metacast is back. I can't drink you away. I've tried Jack, I've tried Jim, I've tried all of them, but I can't drink you. <laughs> Can't drink the Seahawks season away, man. It's so funny because like, I'm getting all worked up and I realize this is like the year where I've... I've just getting to know Luke and getting to know some of the other guys. Like I, I care, I care still about them winning, but I more care to see those guys do well, dude. And remember when we saw this concert? That was like the night before I think that championship game. Oh, and the place was hot. Oh, for the Hawks. It was so loud. Remember the DJ that was uh, the opening DJ for our JT is Justin Timberlake. And he was getting the crowd just fired up for the Seahawks. I just remember Timberlake, when he came out from his intermission, he played this song. He bang, or he sings this song. He bangs oh, back a shot. I was like, who did he bang? <laughs> uh, and then I remember at one point, he was like, I just got to try it. See? Right. <laughs> the whole place was going crazy. It was electric, man. You know, before we do anything else, we, since we're talking about Justin Timberlake, did you see that he was drunk? We're never going to do these, no. talk, these push-ups. No, we're never going to do it. I just worry about getting into a Timberlake topic because I could go for a while, Steve. All right, we'll come right back to it. <laughs> all, right, all right, Why don't we get everything going like we used to <laughs> Nice, by the way. I like the way you used Timberlake into our Timberlake topic. Yeah. Yeah. Like as if we planned this. <laughs> yeah, I should probably start this timer. Everything's falling off the rails on this one, man. That's what happens when you take a week off. You're out of practice. Mm-hmm. That's why I shouldn't have went to Mexico last Dude, week. Dude, you shouldn't have gone to Mexico. That's problem. You would sit all those pictures. Just posing. Just posing. Yeah. I know you guys had sex, though. 100% yes. <laughs> Can't wait to make a baby tonight. We were supposed to do it last night, but then I got, all right, let's just do this. <laughs> Keep this up. Raw, real Steve Mix. That's right. Megacast. We like it raw. <laughs> You're like, I can't wait to make a baby tonight. I was going to do it last night, but ah, screw this. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> Let's get Ted. This week, Ted, I decided to do a song that was kind of like my jam while we were in Phoenix. I don't know if you've heard of this right, band. It's right. called uh, Saint Motel. Saint Motel. And I don't know why I love this song. It's kind of it's kind of hokey sounding. It sounds kind of like almost like a jingle, but it's catchy as F. So this will be the jam of the week. We're going to get 10. The reason why we do it, well, usually we do it at the beginning of the podcast so that people are paying attention. So apologies for the last segment. But we do it to get our heart racing, our blood pumping, and our brain functioning. I know this song. I like this song, man. All right, you ready to get 10? Let's do it, man. Let's do it, Mega Family. Here we go. Long enough to listen to him while I do my push ups. Oh, that's right. We got to find a different spot for you to plug in. Yeah, man. It's tough doing push ups without music, Steve. Yeah, you need the vibe of the song. Yeah. Jeez, sorry about that, Ted. Ted Talks, starring D Tex Smith. 
This TED Talk is one I've been happy to deliver. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I know the Mega Family. Some of you might be LARPers or Titanic douches as yes. well. Uh, so for all you LARPers out there, it's been the year of the hustle. I think for the Mega Family, you've been putting in hard work too. Mm-hmm. So the main thing I'm going to say this week on the TED Talk is, uh, hey, it's a Thanksgiving edition of a TED Talk. Kick back, relax, eat too much turkey, eat too much potatoes. You know, like you've worked hard all year. Now the holidays are here. You've put in that effort. Like, hey, man, enjoy it. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, I need to get better about eating, like less portions and be cool. And the first thing I thought was, that's all good until Thanksgiving, and then yeah. all bets are off. Yeah. I'm going 100% crazy that day. That's like the one day where my wife, and I know it pains her, because she doesn't like it when I go for seconds for any day of the week, But on, except for when we have Indian food. She knows not to bother me about that. I'm getting seconds, and I'm going to enjoy it. Man, I got to start eating Indian food. Oh, dude, you got a chicken tikka masala. All right. I'll take you know, Next time you come to Puyallup, I'll take you to our Indian joint. All right. It's awesome. The right, best in. Indian food in Washington. It's called Karma. Huh. Yep. All right. But uh, Thanksgiving's the one day where she kind of just has that blind eye to me because she knows there's no stopping Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, that's what that holiday's for. It's my favorite holiday of the year. <sighs> I know. People talk about the war on Christmas. It's a war on Thanksgiving. Right. We just want to bypass Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas. And I, look, it, we love Christmas. Huge fans. Of, we're going to have our big Christmas slumber party. Right. Christmas right. lights are getting all set up as we speak. Nice. Not today, but eventually. They'll but be you got to wait till after Thanksgiving, man. Th- give Thanksgiving its due. Yeah. Oh, no. We don't put any lights up until... I'll probably put them up that weekend. Yeah. I mean, the next day, the day after Thanksgiving, man, go Christmas shopping. Santa and come say what's up. You know, probably dap it up. Whatever. Me and Santa are close. But... <laughs> you guys fist bump? <laughs> yeah. You know, we change. It depends on his mood. Yeah. You like slide him a cookie? Bump his fist? Oh, yeah. Santa <laughs> likes cookies. All kinds. Ted and, Steve, Ted and Santa... Eating cookies and fist bumping. Yeah. Like, dude, Santa seems really relaxed. Like, I gave him a special cookie. Do you hear that place that just recently, like, they're like, they're charging for people to get a picture with Santa and people are all pissed off about it? Do they not usually charge for pictures with Santa? See, that was my question. I, maybe I misread the story, but I, I, I have they always did. We should go get our picture taken with Santa. We cannot, Steve. Why? Because there's too many adults doing that. Oh, is it the thing now? Yeah, it's not funny anymore. So if Ted and Steve were sitting on each sitting on a lap for Santa, it wouldn't be cool? I don't know. Just for our personal records, I'd like to have that picture. But I don't know if I want to put it on social media. It said we look like every other douche out there. Just keep it between you and I. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, hey, here's me and Steve with Santa. Yeah, you're right. Because you know everybody's got their ugly Christmas sweater getting pictures with Santa. Exactly. Yep. And I think, and trust me, there's some people I know that have done it for years, like as they've aged, they've always gone with like their siblings and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like now it's constant. Like, oh, here's our dogs with Santa. Here's me and another grown man with Santa. It's like, damn it, man. Like The internet's killed everything. Plus, it's, You know what I mean? Like At the end of the day, Santa's for children. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. You're right. All right. Well, I'm sorry I even suggested it, man. I was. I'm not in the game. I'm not, Damn it, Steve. It's 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 evil Tebow. He's gotten the best of me, man. He's in your head, dude. He's 100 percent in my head. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you where he's not on the field. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we were talking about Justin Timberlake. All right, Justin Timberlake. Again, I think I know you since I've known you have been a Justin Timberlake enthusiast. Correct. I was an In Sync fan. Yep. Uh, justified. Probably one of my favorite albums ever. And I love the last record. Was it the 2020? Yeah. I, both of those records. The, the double album. I think it's... We have it on vinyl. We'll have to listen to it on uh, for our slumber party when you come over. Hmm. All right. At some point, we'll listen to that record. Nice. And if only we had his cell number, I could text him and tell him how much I understand his music like I did to my buddy Brent that one night. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Trust me. If you had Timberlake's number, I think we would have texted him a bunch of weird stuff by now. Yeah. He would have blocked us by now. Yeah. I like Timberlake so much, I don't know that I ever want to meet him. My wife said that's the one person that, well, it used to be him and Russell Wilson, but I feel like Russell Wilson might be falling out of grace with my wife. Uh, But Justin Timberlake's the one person where she thinks that she would be legitimately starstruck and might freak out. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, I have such, like, well, I don't know. I've told this story a hundred times, but, like, when I first got into radio and I'm living in Baltimore, it's it's a it's a one-bedroom apartment with a toilet, no no shower, mm-hmm. and it's just crummy. Would you bathe in the toilet? No, I would go upstairs and shower once, sometimes. Oh, so there's no, like, way to wash yourself? 
I'm no, but I mean, sink? I knew everybody else in the house, so oh, you could you, gotcha, I could use gotcha. the shower. Okay. Uh, but I'm just trying to describe how sad this room was. <laughs> Sneaking into somebody's apartment, yeah. showering. And these t- two people had died in this room, right? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's horrible. And I just had like mattresses laying on the floor. But I had a, a alarm clock with a CD player. And Justified was like the one CD I had. So, like, in this horrible time in my life, like trying to get into radio and just stuff. Just struggling. Right. JT was there. So that's like where my strong bond with the man comes from. You know, there are times where I like will listen to Dave Matthews Band for the same kind of reason. Like, yeah, when I went to an awful, well, awful college related. So, I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. But at the time, it was the world's worst breakup because it was my first real girlfriend. And I was heartbroken. Yeah. And, and I spent a lot of time listening to Dave Matthews, like his first record and his live album, which had like all along the Watchtower. And that like kind of helped me get through it. Like I was like put me in a better place that and Pearl Jam as well so when I listen to those artists it's like all right man so yeah. I get it I get it I know what you mean yeah 100% like it's, yeah. it's there for you and uh so Justin Timberlake, and Timberlake wasn't always cool too like no. when I started working in radio in Baltimore it was like you're gay right this and that even when I first started working at the rock it was not cool like Timberlake as much as I did I feel like rock people not all but people that aren't like I hate everything that's not rock attitude can appreciate that he's talented well, right. Once he started doing Saturday Night Live, like... And Alpha Dog, I think, helped him, too. Yeah. The, I haven't seen that movie, but I know a lot of people loved him in that movie. Oh, dude. It's a good movie, but it, it is tough to watch the end. See, I don't want... That's, I think, why I haven't seen it. Like, I keep hearing great things about it, but everyone's like, the ending's rough. I, mean, I don't know. I don't, don't want to watch a movie like that. Yeah, and it's a true story, so you're just like, oh, God. That's even worse. Yeah. True stories will make me cry. Yeah, like and you should see it though. It is a solid film. I saw Vacation. Is it like that? That was funny. The remake. I haven't seen the remake. The remake's vacation. hilarious, dude. Get all torn up and watch it, dude. I dropped a Vegas Vacation joke the other day, and everybody looked at me like I was insane. There's a lot of hatred for. Va- I think the only two vacations that people will like is the very first one and the Christmas Vacation. Well, European Vacation, we can agree that sucked. Yeah. But Vegas Vacation, to me, was pretty solid. I enjoyed Vegas Vacation. I, I even tolerated European Vacation only right. because it's part of the franchise. It's like, yeah. I'll tolerate Rocky Five, even though I know it's a pile, but it's part of the Rocky franchise. Yeah. Or Jaws 3. <laughs> or the Mighty Ducks 3. Hmm. I never made the third Mighty Ducks. Oh. I think I was out by then. We need to watch it. Maybe when we go on our, our party bus. Emilio! The Bash Brothers, man. The Bash Brothers. Uh, so Justin Timberlake Here's another reason why he, I think he would be fun To hang out with Ted He likes to get drunk And talk to paparazzi And make fun of them Yeah I read the story I read a little bit about it But I haven't heard the audio And He was walking out Of the Chris Stapleton concert Which for some That don't know He's a big He's blowing up In the country world He like just dominated. I should have dressed as that guy for Halloween. Yeah, because you get the long hair and the beard. I know. If I had put on long hair, I saw it like the day afterwards. I was like, ah, oh, I could have been Chris Staple. I had no idea who this guy was until the CMAs because he performed with Timberlake. So my wife made me DVR it and we watched it and he was awesome. Then I'm like, wow, I kind of like this guy's music. The next day he was at the show box, I think. And I missed that because I, it wasn't on my radar. Dude, if they make an album together next year, Halloween, you be Timberlake and I'll be Stapleton. And I'll start growing my hair and permit. Uh, so I guess he was leaving the concert in L.A. and uh, at the El Rey Theater, and he had a couple of drinks. And I guess photographers were trying to get pictures of him, the paparazzi, but they must have missed their photo op. Right. So uh, JT decides just to give them a hard time about it. And we, we have the audio. Would you like nice. to hear it? Yeah. All right, here we go. Just one shot, man, please. You guys shots before walked in. He sounds like he's had a couple. Yeah. I like the security guards. Like, come on, bro. You respect the man. The paparazzi that gets the shots when I go in, that's on you. Come on, Josie. Oh, my God. I mean, is he busting chops there? Is he being serious? He sounded slurry drunk. Yeah, too lazy. That's on you. Yo, Justin, one shot. Just one shot, man, please. I gave you guys shots before I walked in. Come on, bro. All right, stop it. You can tell, too, he's a little drunk because it's the classic, like, you start down here and yep. you get louder. The ramp. Yeah. I gave you guys shots. And he's like, you can tell he's, like, swaggering. Yeah. 
I don't think Justin missed any opportunities for shots in the bar. No, no <laughs> chance. You could hear it in his voice. It's just fun to yell shots at that point. He's like, hey, give me the shots. He sounds like uh, he could be friends with uh, pool party ordering pizza and sushi, Ted. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Pool party Ted is the best. Ordering pizza. Man, that story still cracks me up. We had so much sushi delivered to your apartment. It was well. There was a ton left over. Yeah, it was great the next day. <laughs> yeah, I think we went through like two rolls, and there was like probably like ten rolls. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I feel pretty confident saying you'll never find me in a gutter, like strung out on drugs and like going down that path. Right. But you might find me in a gutter, surrounded by pizza boxes. I was gonna say you could probably find you on your couch. Well, just because it seemed like, like such a, a great full idea, slice sitting on your shirt. Yeah, like, uh, which, how many avocado rolls? I got seven. They were good though. Oh, I know. I maybe mean, does that make me a bad sushi person? That is my favorite role. I don't think so. People just, need to stop being so- snobs about whatever food that they eat. It's just simplistic, man. Avocado, rice, and the seaweed. The avocado just makes it nice and creamy. Like one of my yeah. favorite roles at Trappers is the sounder, and it's based heavily on like avocado on the outside, like almost layered like fish. And then uh, another one, like, I love the marvelous. Also, very avocado-based rolls. We you know me, the, man. We got to do the all-you-can-eat sushi soon. It's all about that Buddha. Oh, the Buddha's amazing. Yeah. I love the Buddha, but it's like when I order it to go, I want to order like whatever is like the longest possible roll because you know, I want to get the most out of my meal. Yeah. Whereas if we're at the restaurant, I don't mind getting the Buddha because I'm like, ah, let's get another one. You can't really right. do that when you're at home. No, you can't. Yeah. If I would have spent the night that night, I feel like we would have probably crushed all of that sushi. The next day? That night, I think we would. I think you and I would have motivated each other to keep eating. Yeah, we probably could have. Yeah, but I had a bail, and I left you with all that pizza and all that sushi. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Ted. The pizza, the pizza went. Yeah, because right, because like my neighbor came over, right. he ate some pizza. Right. That chick came by, she ate some pizza. <laughs> it just sounds like a revolving door of randomness. You know, it kind of was that day. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we take a quick break? All right, all right, yeah. We got back. I have some audio that I want you to hear. Uh, it's based from my trip to Phoenix. All right. When we were in Phoenix, we decided, you know what would be funny? At like three in the morning, let's do a podcast where I just had one microphone connected to my phone and there was like seven of us. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this sounds great. It's, it's the highest quality and it's the, the highest quality in content. Mm-hmm. And the make it even crazier is that the audio I'm going to play is not the first podcast that we did. We did one. We bagged that one. I mean, just saved Got it. Got rid of it. It's there somewhere. This is take two. All right. Where more drinks were taken. I'm guessing you had to bleep out a lot of stuff. Yeah, this is only a couple of minutes of what we called the five-minute podcast. The rest of it was just too offensive and inappropriate to share. I can imagine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm looking forward to getting your perspective. It's me and a couple of my donkey friends like Munson, Heaney, and J-Mac trying to do a podcast at like 3.30, 3 in the morning, hammered. Hmm. Right. I'm sure that seems like a great idea. And we'll get back to you <laughs> when the Megacast returns. These guys make me feel alive. Okay, not really. I'm a Dan robot. Technically, I'm not alive. I know. The Megacast will be back. There's an epidemic, but the time has come to help young women of America stop the overusage of the word actually. So he actually met on Match.com about a year ago right now, actually. Um, so the first day I got there was actually Sunday, May 31st. So this actually starts 1st of July. We met actually at a fashion show. I live with my parents. Well, just my mom, actually. Parents, please teach your daughters there's actually no use for that word in those sentences. 
There's a generation of young women learning bad habits from the Kardashians. Somebody went through my stuff and has actually taken half of it. Don't let this happen to your daughter. Thank you. These guys are from the planet awesome. The mega cast is back, and this track is hot as... are always cool. They've been cool for years. Like, I remember being like, oh, she's got to now come back hard with the great video. And then I watched the video and I'm like, oh, of course. This is unbelievably weird and trippy. Yeah. That whole that whole little crew of like her, Timberland, mm-hmm. uh, who else is in there? Like the, like those group of like producers down there in Atlanta. Like they put out some awesome stuff there for a while. And, and it seems like they didn't even miss a beat. Like, I was like, when I heard, oh, Missy Elliott's back, I'm like, oh, this is going to be embarrassing. You know, out of her game, maybe it's going to be a little, it'll sound dated. I don't know. I just was not expecting much. And then I see all people on Facebook going nuts about it. So now I'm like, okay, people are just doing that because it's cool to like Missy Elliott, you know? Like, I kept assuming the worst. And then I listened to the song and I'm like, all right, yep, she's back. And she's <laughs> still really good. Do you think sometimes supplorativs are getting ridiculous? How so? Like every day, like taking at midnight out of this conversation. Okay. Which is a, still a quality game show. Yeah, but I hate at midnight because my Twitter feed gets filled with people trying to be funny and witty. Right. All right. But so they have a thing Before every night yeah. where somebody wins the internet. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's kind of a geeky, funny thing. But like, I don't know. People say that all the time. Like, like. Like, I, obviously, I read BuzzFeed a lot, and just, mm-hmm. like, this performance will be absolute best thing you'll see all week. Or, yeah, or this broke the internet today. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just yeah. like, Jesus Christ, are you winning? It's like, hey, everybody does, you didn't win the internet. You said a funny joke. I know. And I, uh, for a while, it was like a running joke on our show where every concert I go to is the greatest concert I've ever been to. Because yeah. there's a couple, like, many years ago, there was a few shows that I went to that were genuinely amazing. One of them being that Alice in Chains practice show. Which you were there with me. Oh, yeah. One of the greatest shows I've ever been to. Yeah. But it was like another show right around that time that also happened that was also like another great show. So then it became a joke. So then to keep the joke going for a while, I'd always go, that's the greatest show I've ever been to until people stopped realizing that I was joking and started believing that I was serious. And I was <laughs> right. like, okay, this joke has run its course. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, sometimes on the internet, you. I'm just like, all right. Like, it's great. It's a strong performance. But you're right. With Missy. Like, I like that song. Yeah. I like, but <clears throat> you're right. People were so excited about it. Now you're just kind of like, all right, do, do you even really like it? Or does it just seem cool to be like, this is the greatest thing ever? I think so often that we want to like something so bad that if it's even moderately okay, you're already ready to crown it the greatest thing of the year, greatest thing of the week. This is the best album ever. I remember when Metallica was working on a record and... I was so hyped on it. Like, I was so, like, so excited. I'm like, this record, and I remember even saying it, I was working at the end at the time. I'm like, we were talking about something. I'm like, Metallica is going to be, when they release that album, that album's going to be the album of the year. Now, had they released even something moderately okay, I would have probably stood by that because I already, like, kind of proclaimed it. So I'd want it to happen. I'd want to wish it to happen. What was it? Saint Anger? It was. And it was so bad that I had to, I had to eat my words. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just assumed that they would put out something good. And and I didn't even <laughs> and those songs aren't awful, but it was the recording that made it so bad that like even you couldn't in good conscience like stand by that proclamation that this is the album of the year because it wasn't. It was terrible. Yeah. And it's tough too for musicians cuz like like with Missy, like her music never fit into I don't think a normal category. It was always strange and weird. Oh, absolutely. So now it doesn't seem as strange because we're used to like Kanye and and different people. Right. But sometimes with musicians, I almost want to be like, look, it doesn't sound as good. This album does suck. But like, cut them some slack. Mm-hmm. You people don't walk into your normal job when you know when you're in your mid forties or fifty and you're the boss and go, <clears throat> could you go back to just being like the rookie? You know, I liked right. you much better then. Right. You were a lot cooler back then. Yeah. Go back to being a rookie or a second-year player that wins Super Bowls and stop having sex with Ciara. Yeah. It's like when you have that crappy friend. It's like, 
oh man, like you're no fun anymore. And stuff. It's like, yeah, but we, we grew up a little bit. Like, right. Exa- like we can still go have fun, but like. It's a different kind of fun. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. It's Sunday. It's 5 p.m. I'm done, dude. Right. I don't, I don't feel like doing shots, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that, JT. What? Right. Stop it, JT. Right. I get it. You don't have a day job to wake up to, man. Some, Some of us do. Yeah. I can't drink you away. <laughs> I can't even quit you. No. At all. All right, speaking of drinking, though, sometimes, though, I think both of us do let loose a little bit. Well, obviously, more me more than you. Absolutely. Single Ted definitely gets a little bit more wasted than married Steve. Yeah. But when married Steve has the opportunity to not have to drive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about anything other than I need to just eventually fall down on the bed that I'm right by and pass out, all bets are off. Game on. Right. So Phoenix... That's exactly what happened. We, haven't, right. ha- we haven't done a podcast since uh, I went and played my hockey tournament. Correct. Played the tournament. I uh, got to be on the same team with Heaney and J-Mac. We ran the table, went 5-0, and won the championship. Have you awesome. won every tournament you've played in? I've won the A-level championship twice, Bremerton and Phoenix. When we went to Vancouver, Jay and I weren't on the same team. I wound up winning the B championship, which is like basically winning the bronze medal. Like, All right. The way they do it is there's six teams that play. On Sunday, everybody plays for a championship. You have the A level, which are the two best teams, B level, next best teams, and then the C level, the bottom two teams. So I won right. the B level one. Jay, his team got to play in the A level championship, but lost because they didn't have me, of course. So basically, if you and Jay are together, <laughs> we win. It's A championships. Yeah, absolutely. We we and and we had Heaney on our team. We had a bunch of other great players on our team, and we just played great. And and, and there were some other great teams, but we just we had the right combination. Uh, but on top of that, Munson was there, our buddy Domi was there, a bunch of other people, and we just got drunk every night. Yeah. Friday night was just an ass show, but Saturday night was the night that we went to the Coyotes game. We kept drinking and drinking and drinking, and then eventually did a podcast at three in the morning. Nice. I actually set a, re- a timer or a- an alarm to remind us we need to podcast. All right. Because we had a feeling that we would forget, and we probably would have, so... Alarm goes off. It's three in the morning. Let's podcast. That one goes for like 15 minutes. We then drink some more and they're like, let's podcast again. And that's the one that I have right here for us. Let's hear it. Uh, Before we play it, I just want to give a quick shout out to Brock. He lives in Arizona. What up, Brock? He met me at the hockey tournament. He's a listener of the Megacast. He's also a LARPer. Oh, nice. He says he's a mega Titanic LARPing douche living in the desert. Good work, Brock. So he swung by and watched us win the championship on Sunday. And Good uh, luck, Char. said, congrats on being the champs. You had some amazing saves. Thanks for, and it was so cool because I made a couple of saves and I look over and there's barely anyone watching except for other guys that played. And I see Brock and he was like, yeah. And I was like, that got me really pumped. <laughs> I didn't get to see him after the game because we spent most of the time in the locker room just, you know, yeah. getting our gear off and drinking. But it meant a lot to me, Brock. I appreciate it. That was pretty damn awesome. He said, extend my thanks to Nick, the Rev Top Shelf, and of course, the Ted Smith, the Megacast, Migscast, and the podcast that get me through work all week and the stress that comes with it. You guys rock. Nice. So Next time I'm in the desert, we'll have to get a beer with Brock. Hell yeah. He had a sweet, um, I think it was Darth Vader, a tattoo on the back of his leg. It was phenomenal. All right. Not that I was checking out your legs, Brock, but I kind of was. Sounds like he's got good legs. He's got solid legs. Mm, nice. Rocking his solid legs, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this, though. Uh, drunk in Arizona. Ted, let me know whenever you want to pause it, dissect right. it. I think this will be very fun for the listeners to hear. Uh, a rare hammered version of Migs. <laughs> Munson's on this, too. J-Mac and Heaney. Munson is the star of this, as always. Yeah. Um. And, and but he's not why. doing his podcast anymore. I know. And even like the, 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 the guys that run the draft tournament, they have a podcast called Beer League Talk, and I'm on their most recent episode, and we were even talking about that. They're like, why isn't Munson doing a podcast? I'm like, well, he did, but he just, time-wise, he can't pull it off right now. Hmm. I got to get him back on the stick again. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. The Drunk Podcast from Arizona. Jay? Oh, you won't do You're Oh, at this point, Jay and Munson are trying to fight each other. And is there a vibrator in the room? I don't think so. I'll go back in here. Let's see. It just might be the weird. There were two ladies in the room. Well, it just <laughs> sounds like something's going. Eh. It could have been. Jay. Oh, oh you want to You're Oh, I want to just punch him right in the face. No, you're Why do you want to punch Munson? Have you ever looked at yeah, Munson? Yeah, you're right. It's just the recording. Yeah, it's just the recording. I think it's just the way that it processes. Do they it. always go at each other? Because yes. every year it seems like. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And Jay's like such a cool, chilled, laid back dude. And then Munson's such a cool, 
aggressive drunk dude. It's funny watching the two of them work together. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you want to punch it? Hey, I know you're already recording. Yeah, we just started. Question? Yeah. Can I, if I'm not already, can I? I want to be the Skip Bayless of this episode. You're the Skip Bayless of our entire life. I know that. Hey, but, well, he's on uh, ESPN's like morning show, and he's like happy. He does, like, Everyone hates Skip Bayless. <laughs> So they're trying to explain it to these. And honestly, until I listened to this, I didn't even know that we had other people in our room other than the the group of us. But we had uh, Misty, who played on Munson's team, and Lorianne, who played on a different team. But they, they ended up in the room, too, to be a part of the podcast. It's funny, too, because you can hear Munson, obviously, on tilt. Right. And, like, he's going to be the aggressor physically. Yeah. And Jay, though, never misses an opportunity to take a pot shot at him. Oh, just constantly turning the screw. Yeah. And then there's Heaney. And he needs typically you don't hear him uh, because he's not he hasn't hung out with us a lot. But you'll hear Heaney. He's kind of the distant voice in the background, also turning the screw. Nice. And everyone. And Skip, Bay- and like Skip Bay is also like, so it'd probably work out. For like Skip Bay is the guy. like Wayne Gretzky. Are we sure he's that good? Like he's like gives takes like that. Like awful. you want to know how much I hate him because he's doing exactly what I would like to do every day, and he's getting paid millions for it. A lot. Wake up and function. And then the worst part is that he makes. Alex Munson sounds so much more drunk than everybody else. <laughs> Because I've been out with you guys. Seems like everybody, I mean, sometimes those guys will drink at a different pace than you because you might have to drive later. Right. But I'm like. No, we were all drinking one for one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Munson, for some reason, is the only one that sounds wasted. Just slurring. Yeah. Like, I was like, Heaney sounded fine explaining and who he is. Heaney's just as bombed as I know he is, but he's like, right, it sounds all right. Those girls sound sober as hell, which they're not because they're in your room taking part of a, I don't know what your room, but either way. It was a room that me, Jay, and Heaney were staying in. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Smith, the other guy, looked like a Smart and Steven Smith, he's probably why they have him on the team. Right. I'm not in much better shape though. No, but I won't lie. A bunch of a bunch of hockey players at 3 a.m. talking about Stephen A. Smith. I was like, oh God, please don't stay on him too long. I don't want to. I don't want this to go down a bad road. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. All right, I'm just. I don't know what it is. I'm just like. I got, I got nervous. Like, oh, Jay, don't, don't, don't do it. And let me tell you another reason why I hate Stephen A. Smith. Right. <laughs> All right. When's the when's the last time you ever dropped the gloves? Dropping the gloves. We play adult league hockey. Uh, I don't need to drop. Yeah, but he played junior since then. And yeah, so at this point, Munson's trying to like ask Jay why he hasn't dropped the gloves right, recently. I get it, right? Because Jay's kind of turning the turning the screw. You know, whatever. He's giving it to him, but then, right, Munson, obviously, just goes, all right, when's the last time you fought? Right, and then, and then there's Heaney in the background going, it's men's league, why would he drop the gloves? Yeah. Funny thing is, Jay's brother, Ryan, recently sent me a video of Jay back in his days of playing in Utah, and he sent me a video of Jay in a fight, and I've never seen Jay get angry or fight or anything. He was a beast. Really? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was actually really fun to watch, but I was like, well, I never knew that Jay could throw like he did. He just worked this guy. Ha, huh, nice. It was pretty cool. All right, so back to Munson trying to fight Jay. And and pro. This fucking guy played pro. And he, and, and when when's, the, when's the last time that you played that you dropped the gloves? You know, we should bring. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Leave me alone, man. Right? Exactly. I, I like how Jay is like. Jay went from being the antagonizer to being like, why are you picking on me? Right? You moron. Yeah, the last time Munson dropped the gloves and then Contino punched him in the face. I never dropped my gloves that time. Oh, he got lit up. And he was lit. Okay, so they're bringing up a story from last season when we played a team and this guy dummied Munson when Munson wasn't looking. Dummied? Punched him and, and started fighting him. Uh, and like Munson didn't even have a chance because he wasn't even know he didn't even know the guy was coming at him. He just blindsided him with a sucker punch. Damn. Well, we'll they'll get into it. They'll try and explain it in a little bit less sober of a way. Leaking everywhere. Oh my God. Blood everywhere. I I didn't even draw my gloves. I didn't okay. even. No, no. No. Okay. I'll tell you. So here's what happened. Here, to be honest, Munson did get jumped from behind. Like he likes it usually. I got but, oh, see, he's he's right back in there, twisting it, man. <laughs> Just giving it to him. I love how he's like, "Let me tell it, and I'll be fair to Munson." While also throwing a little bit of a pot shot. Yeah. I got sucker. The guy suckers him from the side. 
splits him open. Munson's leaking everywhere. Munson gets a game suspension for fighting. Oh, <laughs> which is true. True story. He got suspended for fighting. Didn't even throw a punch. Damn. Yeah. Punch in the face. It's because I wasn't even trying to fight. That was the best part. Was it? Let's take a suspended for eating punch in the face. You were, but I'm so glad you guys find so much humor in it. <laughs> Sounds like uh, our Skip Bayless is about done. <laughs> it's breaking point. So glad you guys have so much humor in it. <laughs> You're the one bringing up. you wear a f***ing cage. You're not allowed to talk about anything. Oh, God, they hate that he wears that cage. It's been an ongoing issue for two years now. I was going to say, that right, they are never letting that go. Because our team took pride in that the only guy who had a cage on was me. You know, and for those that don't know in hockey, like you could play with a helmet. You can play with a helmet with a visor, which is kind of like a plexiglass-looking thing that goes over your eyes to protect your eyes. Or you can play with a full cage, which is just, you know, it's just bars yeah. that, that hook up to your, to your mask or your helmet. For the longest time, our entire team, nobody had a cage, nobody had a visor. And then Heaney got hit in the face with a puck, and after that, or hit in the face with a stick or something, got a black eye, and he's like, you know, this is stupid. I'm an adult. I want to... Like, yeah, I, I got a right. It had to, to be explained to. to me. It's on the trip. I was like, right. I, I would wear a cage. Like, why don't you guys all wear cages? And they wouldn't let it go. They were like, no, you can't. Like, to the point where when he was like, go to the bathroom, someone would take out a screwdriver and remove the cage and hide it. Jeez. Like, it was this ongoing issue. And finally, Heaney's like, look, if I can't wear the cage, I won't play on the team. And I want to play on the team, but this is getting ridiculous. And then finally, fine. But Munson will never let it go. Never. No. As he shouldn't, because it's funny. Yeah. You know what I want to talk about? And you getting punched in the face and bleeding all over the place. You know what, I'm going to hire a sniper and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our podcast. <laughs> I mean, I don't know technically that it was a podcast. <laughs> it's on a podcast. It's a podcast on a podcast. <laughs> Seems like more of just a recording of five dudes and two girls in a room just wasted. Just talking stupid, going into depth about Skip Bayless. Right, that was the thing. It keeps getting set up as if it's going to break into this podcast. Never. But it never really does. After he said he's going to hire somebody to kill somebody, I was like, yeah, we probably should call it a day. Yeah, and he has that tone in his voice where you can tell he's kind of tired of the jokes. Right? Yeah. I'm going to hire somebody to kill you. <laughs> and that concludes our podcast. I'm talking about... You getting punched in the face and bleeding all over the place. You know what, Hayden? I'm going to hire a sniper and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our podcast. You can hear in the background, I think we were listening to Tupac's California. Yeah, Evil Tebow was in that room. For sure. Damn. So that, that sums up uh, Phoenix. Sounds like a good time, though. They're now trying to get me to go to uh, Vegas for the next one. When's the next one? Super Bowl weekend in Vegas. <sighs> Right? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Where's the Super Bowl at this year? Santa Clara. Oh, at yeah. The, at the 49ers thing. Originally, like I was trying to keep that weekend open. open. Maybe, hopefully, to go see the Hawks play. I don't think you should, Steve. I think I could uh, not worry about that and abandon those plans. No, I think you shouldn't personally go because you went last year and they lost. Oh, yeah, because it's all my fault. It's all you, dude. I'm going to hire a sniper and kill you. <laughs> I did have listeners go, you never can go, man. You're bad luck. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't intercept the ball, man. Yeah, I used to buy in all that stuff all the time. Now I don't care. Sometimes I still do, and then I realize, what am I doing? Like, why am I wearing the same shirt that I wore last week? Because they won. I think they're, if it's a fun thing, you know, like a shirt or like, like let's say like I live down near you, and we decide it like next week, like, <clears throat> all right, we're going to go to this certain bar. Yeah. Uh I, I don't know. What's the bar down there in Puyallup? The, go, go to the, the Forum. Goof, or or uh, Bumpies. Bumpies. Yeah. Bumpies, right? Bumpies. I was going to Goofies. Uh, right. So it's like, hey, we're going to go to Bumpies, watch the game there, get some pizza. They're famous for it. Yep. And like they score, we do a shot of Fireball. Now, like fun stuff like that, it's yeah. like, we got to go back to Bumpies. And we got to do more Fireball. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, even at the Super Bowl, I was doing this. And I was putting it on social media, like on Facebook, and, and people were digging it and having fun with it. Whenever the, the Hawks were in the end zone, right by where we were sitting, because our seats were right by the end zone, I'd film it. Like, and they always scored a touchdown. Nice. And so I'm like, 
It's only crazy if it doesn't work. And everyone's like, keep filming it. Keep and so, and I'd see people like blowing me up on like text and Twitter and make sure are you filming? Are you filming? And I'm like, I am, I am. And they'd score a touchdown. I'm like, ah, oh, this is awesome. And then at the last play, and I put out a blog somewhere, it's out there on, on YouTube. Uh, if you search like Super Bowl KSW, you'll find it. I did it again. On that last play, even though it was at the other end of the end zone, I'm like, gotta keep it up, gotta keep it up. Here's their chance. And then it was interception, and you can just see my just put the camera down. Yeah. <laughs> just game stopped. over. The game's over. That didn't work anymore. That interception was so brutal. It's still it's I it, it still pains me when you watch the like any game with the Hawks and they punch in a touchdown at like the one yard line and the announcers always bring it up. I don't get mad at the Dude, announcers. I was for it, watching I, college football last week. I didn't realize Brock Hewitt was the announcer. Uh-huh. And it was some random game, and he's like, they needed a yard, and he goes, you run it. Just like the Seahawks should have done in the Super Bowl. Oh. And I was like, damn. Even Brock did and that? And then when I figured out it was Brock, I was like, all right, that makes a little more sense because he's a Seattle guy. Right, he's not letting it go. But yeah, I was just like, damn. Like People are still taking shots at the Hawks for that. The best shot, and it was, I love self-deprecating humor, as I think people realize, was Lynch on uh, the league? Did you see? I that? missed it. The first episode of the season. Uh, Lynch is like sitting at a beach with some of the members of the league on the show, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, do you want a beer?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll just come run over there and get, or I'll run it over to you." And he's like, "No, no, no, I'll, I'll toss it over to you." He's like, "No, no, no, let me run it over to you." And they just they, <laughs> and like something happened, and some guy catches on fire. And he's like, "I told you, you shouldn't have thrown it." Right, let me run it to you. Yeah, it was. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube, dude. It's a funny clip. All right, I guess we got to get out of here, though. Yeah, just push ups. Do some push ups. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You, you as well, Ted. Yeah, man. Have a great time. I know your your mom always comes to town. Yep, we're gonna go up to Leavenworth and hang out there for a little bit. Quick, quick story, and then we'll go. All right, because it's funny because we just mentioned your mom, and, and we're not doing a podcast next week because. I have the day off. You got stuff going on. But uh, we were in the same. You finally got to meet Luke Wilson from the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. yeah. This was just yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. And, and it's so funny. Uh, I'm like, Luke, this is my buddy Ted that I told you about. And and Luke, um, I always love that when like, that's a sign of a good a friend and somebody that is a solid dude. As soon as they meet somebody that they've heard about and they treat them like almost like, like they're just as much of a brother to you. Like yeah. once, once Luke realized that you're the guy who I, like, when we've had lunch, I've shared stories of you and I hanging out. I'm like, Luke, you got to come out with us one of these times. We have a lot of fun. He's like, oh, I got my buddy Randy that you guys will love too. And I'm like, yeah, let's double date it. I'm in. <laughs> the bro date, you know, the man yeah. date. And uh, as soon as he saw you, he goes, oh, you're Coach Ted. Oh, I've heard a lot about you, man. And he like, gave you yeah. a hug and it was like, oh yeah, awesome. Right. So then I'm like, right. <laughs> I was like, right, you got to be on the podcast. So I can't. Yeah, right, because he's like, I can't do it this Wednesday, because I'm like, you know, we could do Wednesday night. He's like, I can't this Wednesday, because my dad and my mom are in town, and my sister. I'm like, all right, well, what about next week? And then Ted goes, I can't next week, my mom's in town. Yeah. My like, gosh, I work with two mama's boys. Ridiculous. Mom's <laughs> getting in the way. Family's getting in the way of the mega family. They do. Unacceptable. And I'd say, people, if you're on that line, you're not sure, get some extra. Get that second plate. Do it, yeah, man. Even if you're even if you're full, force it down. Yeah, be a winner, <laughs> right? If Win your wife, Thanksgiving, right? If your wife looks at you and goes, "You're being you're being gluttonous," you go, "No, honey, I'm being a winner." That's what Ted and Steve told me to be. Yep, and that's the way I'm gonna do it. An evil Tebow, <laughs> evil, which Tebow. has got to be the name of this week's episode. Evil Tebow, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get our pushups. Maybe when we return, the next megacast might feature Luke Wilson. Maybe. Which would be a blast. Yeah. It'd have to be a Wednesday night one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Dinner, drinks, podcast. Told the whole nine yards. Yeah. I know he wants to do it, so that'll be fun. All right. Dope. All right. All right. So we'll be back maybe with Luke Wilson the next time. If not, you still got Ted and Steve. Yeah, man. We're here for you. And that's all you need. All right. I do like this song. It's such a cool song. Yeah. <laughs> I've always had this recurring dream. And in the dream, I think I've shared it on this podcast. Maybe I've shared it somewhere else, but it's a stupid dream, but it's a recurring dream where I open the door to my house and I leave the house, but 
I, I look at my body and I have like an insane amount of awesome muscles. Dope. Like I'm just ripped. And I got a shirt on. And I just take it off because I'm like, look at me. I should let the world see this. Yeah. And then I'm just strutting and I'm walking. I got like the, the muscle strut going where I can't really like, if I had to go poop, I probably couldn't wipe my butt because my muscles are too big. You know, yeah. like that kind yeah, of a thing. You can't play basketball. Right. I just, I'm just walking like John uh. Cena. Uh. And, and then I hit a pool. Like a recreational, like community pool. All right, and still strutting, still walking, and it's got like this weird, like arc over the pool. That's like a, a pathway, a bridge, and I walk up the pathway to the very top, and that's when I'm just kind of like flexing and posing and waving everyone. Everyone's like, "Oh, look at Steve and his muscles." This is an ongoing dream I've had for like years. All right, and for years there, I always just I knew there was like a song playing. I just assumed it's like almost like a Bee Gees type tune like something but when i hear this song i realize i walk right right it's it's like that kind of a vibe but when i hear this song i realize this is the song song that should be playing like if anyone ever could animate that scene my dream for me they'd have to use this music as the strutting theme you see walking out of my house i mean we could make this happen in the desert no water but right yeah. Should I take my shirt off? Take it off, Steve. I'm taking my shirt off. Take it off. Oh, look, there's a pool. And a bunch of people just enjoying themselves at the pool. Should I go to the top of the pool and flex? Flex up there, Steve. Oh, look at me, everybody. That's right, ladies. You're seeing what you're seeing. It's not just my dream. It's clearly yours as well. You're welcome. We never did push-ups. Yeah, I was like, we gotta do push-ups. All right, here we go. Ready? Saw Steve and Sal, you got so yoked. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Let's get 10. Thank you for listening. Find us on Twitter at the Megacast. No, like, make a little cut and then just rip it. It's just rip it. Like a wrestler. Oh, we got to recreate this. If we ever do our TV show, Ted and Steve doing stuff. Yeah. I got a cameraman for us now. Nice. That should be one of our episodes. Just ripping out of our shirts? <laughs> just recreating this dream. All right, I got to go. Let's All get right. ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. Goodbye, everybody. It's evil Tebow's fault. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to hire a sniper and kill you. <laughs>